across the sea of character sheets, deep in the forest of D20s lies the mountain of source books. Welcome to the Mountain of Source Books. We hope you enjoyed your climb. My name is Jeffrey Vincent Dale, and I'm glad to welcome you back to our show. Previously on our actual play of Henshin, our heroes learned that the Hostess of the Dark and her second-in-command, Viewfinder, were trying to steal a recently discovered lost film from a legendary horror director. After consulting with their mentor, the Phantom, they decided to set a trap for the villains by putting a tracker inside of a fake film canister and following the signal after the villains stole it. Their plan technically worked, as it led them to the villain's castle, but unbeknownst to them, Viewfinder had set his own trap for them. And now back to our story. So the, the tracker does lead you to the crumbling castle at the edge of town. Who would have guessed? So what is your approach? How are you going to uh, go about getting in and dealing with the situation? We know where they are, which is a unique thing that doesn't happen in a lot of series where it's like we actually show up at their base, I guess. Yeah, that is very different. Let's see. Yeah, we're not even in a snow globe or anything. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a thing that would actually happen. Caught in a snow globe and that's how we find their base. I think that did actually happen twice in Mighty Morphin. What do we do besides just rush in heedlessly? Because that's exactly what I would do. But like, how is this a plan? I'm depending on you, so... Oh, that's very true. I, I shouldn't if you're depending on me. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe we should case out, like walk around, make a little map of everything we could see. Okay, so we actually do end up this, setting the scene. There's like one of the gargoyles that's walking around looking through one of the corridors of the enemy's bases, which is absolutely a film set in a giant castle that also looks like a studio a lot of the time. (laughs) And they're just like one of the gargoyles looking around, like doing the patrol thing. And then we just kind of like step out of the shadows, which I am absolutely doing the vampire cape thing over my face. (laughs) (laughs) And also there's unnecessary fog on the ground. Yes. Yes. Okay. So thought. What if we enter in and we get caught in this obnoxious, doesn't seem physically possible electric field? Our legs are stuck and we're flailing around and it's overpowering. Yes. Losing strength. (laughs) We're being overpowered. We're losing strength. Yes, I do actually like that we just immediately bumble into a tramp. Yes. My character doesn't like it. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you talk a big game, but you're just as much of a goober as the rest of us. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you are technically better than the rest of us in terms of the show, because you absolutely had an entire story arc where you were absolutely better than everyone because you were being introduced. I was totally trained. Yeah, and you absolutely do a lot of really cool stuff, but you still end up being a goober at all, uh, from time to time. All right. So you're trapped in an electrical field. Viewfinder walks in with the fake film canister and he opens it and pulls out the tracker. Right, because we actually have to reveal this. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We fell for your trap, but now you've fallen for ours. 
So I'm going to do a light turn and smack talk and basically say, Viewfinder, you very clearly are super short-sighted and have terrible depth perception. Because he obviously has one eye as a character. I mean, yeah, I do, but... <laughs> He's just no-selling them. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, it's entirely true. Also, I'm a guy in a suit who's very clearly my eyes are, like, down way lower by the neck. Are you doing okay, Viewfinder? That was great. <laughs> He's just depressed. <laughs> just been working a lot of long hours lately, and it's very Does tiring. Does treat you okay? <laughs> I like how the villains are just so logical. Can, can, yeah, can yeah. please do this as like a supportive action? Like actually <laughs> go in and be like, hey buddy, are you okay? <laughs> Oh wait! That's absolutely, one of your character moves. That's one of mine. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what Pink does. Absolutely, and it's also your task as well. Yeah, so I'll reduce my things to five, and ask Viewfinder, what secret pain do you carry? <laughs> Just feel really underappreciated right now. I'm the second in command, but. Just doing all this grunt work. And I'm just like looking back and forth like, um... That seems really, really difficult. I... I can't believe she doesn't appreciate you more. Yeah, well, she's about to... Because I caught you. She couldn't do that. I did it. You know, that is a very positive take on this. Congratulations on that. I really Thank you. hope she recognizes you with. Well, she's about to... Because you guys are going to be the special guests on tonight's episode. Good. I really hope that you get a raise. I feel like that absolutely has to be a cut to the show actually being recorded. (laughs) But yeah, there is absolutely a crew in the background. Although I do believe it's entirely gargoyles when the villains have displayed their villainess. Oh yeah, it's just gargoyles like holding up lights and boom mics. And viewfinder has turned into his human form and he's got a camera out and he's recording so the hostess of the dark walks out hello viewers we were supposed to have something special tonight but uh our distributor fell through so instead we'll be going with the classic tonight lake slasher 3 and we have some special guests that will be joining us for the premiere and viewfinder turns the camera to point it at you in your energy field trap yes Oh, now I say hi. Well. Hi. <laughs> and now let's start the film. And she takes out a VHS tape, puts a spider on it, and the spider crawls in the electrical tape, and she throws it on the ground, and the tape unravels into, like, a cocoon. And then the cocoon bursts open, and it's a guy with a hockey mask and a machete. I absolutely believe that the Sentai episode of this actually had a horror plot with a slasher villain showing up. Like, the rangers were investigating this mystery at whatever school or whatever they go to. But the Super Rangers episode has, like, nothing to do with that. (laughs) But yeah, we have finally found our villains. Let's see. Pink just did a turn. Should we do the combined weapon thing and... We got, we got to fight a little bit first. I was going to say, I think we're also still trapped. Yeah. Well, yeah, the combined weapon thing to shoot us out of there or something? I don't know. I mean, the combined weapon thing is always stock footage, and it's always the same thing. And it's used to take down the, the monster 
the first time before it grows giant. That's right. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking uh, too logically. That's. But oh, you were thinking too logically. Sentai is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. So yeah, we'll say that a sort of arena pops up around you. Uh, oh, you know what? No, you're transported off into another dimension. Uh, as Power Rangers likes to do. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> is it like black and white? Like a, a No, it is movie? a sound stage where there is fog and maybe like a tree. Well, we'll say it's the lake from the movie. Okay. So yeah, it is actually it's by the Sentai beach that always happens in every freaking Sentai episode. It's the same freaking beach over decades. <laughs> You're at Camp Diamond Lake. There you go. Uh, and to be clear, the uh, the electric trap has been deactivated. Okay, so yeah, we are just oh, okay. We are just fighting now. <laughs> do, do we know how, or is it just because friendship? The trap was literally American footage and was not actually <laughs> in the center. Oh, okay, the trap was it. just to hold you still until the monster had been summoned, so it could defeat you. We obviously right. would attack them before they summon the monster, because that always happens. She was waiting for the most dramatic moment possible. Yeah. <laughs> got it, got it. Yeah, I'm just going to display impressive fighting technique because it's just, we have to start fighting. We have to, like, I, I jump in and do a bunch of one-on-one -on -one boxing style, despite the fact that I'm a vampire. I don't know how vampires do fist fights. <laughs> <laughs> it's impressive looking, but it's also, like, I don't actually gain any ground because it's a regular turn. Okay. So I'm just going toe-to-toe -to -toe and, like blocking all of his machete strikes. <laughs> Alright, so you used a regular turn and... So it is either... I can't remember which order. I legitimately can never remember. It's either gold or pink next. Gold. Yeah. What's gold gonna do? Okay, so I guess we're in here and we just see the new monster. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I guess really I'm just going to display some dazzling fighting technique. Punch my claw fist together so you can see the wolf head like directly into the screen. There's a howl. You can see the full moon behind me as I do it. That stock footage attack. Like I ducked and you just punched him over me. Yeah, I would say that it's just on me and you just see me like come back with the punch and just stab ahead. Alright. And pink. Let's see here. I shoot my wraps, my flaming wraps, and I wrap the monster up, I guess, and pick it up and just hit it on the ground. I, I don't know. All right. Yeah. I. Oh, wait, no, we can't defeat the monster yet. We have to use the weapon to defeat the monster. Yeah. The big thing before we can do that, we have to basically establish our weapons. So, like, you're using your weapon in combat. Yeah, so that works. All right. We'll say he, like, falls over, but then he cuts himself free. Yeah, he has a machete. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like, I, I trip him or something and just slice. All right, that'll work. All right. And then now it's his turn, because he, he's an actual threat. <laughs> he absolutely has to be walking forward slowly at no hurried pace whatsoever. <laughs> he goes in for a strike with his machete against gold because he's the one who did the most damage. Can I use my action heavy turn 
a spend a token to take a devastating blow without flinching. Okay, yeah. That's actually really cool. I love that. With the specs, and you just see, and I have my clop, and like I'm not even moving. It just goes right and just misses my head. All right. So, Red, it's your turn again. Okay, so yeah, so I'm going to continue displaying impressive fighting technique. However, because he is directly using a machete as a regular thing, I am absolutely sword fighting this guy. <laughs> okay. Which I'm going to say I only use the left one to parry because I am a honorable vampire and am only using one of them to strike. All right. So you got some sparks. It seems to be doing something. Very important detail. All of our weapons are out and we have fought him somewhat. So we probably can just do the finishing blow whenever. But I do feel like we have to like at least knock him down or something. And he is obviously no selling everything because he is a uh, slasher villain. <laughs> yes, because Jason never really shows injury yeah. in the movies. Or any emotion at all whatsoever. <laughs> all right. So next up is gold. I guess I'm going to use a light turn to perform brilliantly to unnecessary magnitude. So I am just going to be doing a bunch of flips and like kind of punching around him. And my claws are just going to like go against his blade and have specs coming off as I just kind of do some strange dodges. Okay, so it's like really, really, really flashy, but it's also nothing. Yeah. <laughs> He's stabbing, and I'm just kind of, like, dodging out of the way. Like, you do one of those flip turns where you're doing it horizontally somehow. <laughs> yeah. All right, and then pink. We're building the weapon, right? The way these fights go, we just have to get one very solid hit off him to knock him back, and then we form the weapon and do that. Depending on what time of the season, it may be really fast. Okay. What's that sport called? Like, the... The sport with the ribbons, I like straight up do a pose for that and do this super obnoxiously athletic ribbon dance with my fire bandages and I uh, trying to think. Actually, if if you wanted to, if you want to do the finishing move soon, I I have an idea for how that could work out. Okay. All right. So you you grab him with the bandages, his sword arm, and you sort of swing it to the side. And now his sword is stuck in a tree. So now he's trying to pull it out. Ah, That is a good way of doing that, yes. And that's a very good assist. Yeah, so then we immediately do the form weapon. So I pulled up one of my daggers and Steve kind of clamps it around the side with his... Uh, And then the other dagger goes immediately on top of that into the hole that that creates. And then the bandages wrap around and holding it to the side and then like it becomes this big giant sword which we pull back and then kind of like as one swing it down and he explodes which is absolutely how that works <laughs> i i feel like we have to immediately turn around because i don't we haven't mentioned this this episode but we absolutely all have capes so we have to do the <laughs> twirl backwards <laughs> as he explodes Yes, so the, the good guys don't look at explosions. Yes. It's absolutely required. <laughs> All right, so he blows up, and then the hostess of the dark teleports in. I hated that ending. Time for the director's cut. And she pulls out a giant novelty-sized remote control, and she hits the rewind button, and the explosion undoes itself. 
And then she hits the zoom button and it grows giant. That's so goofy. I love it. Yes! <laughs> and you immediately have a down camera shot of us being like, ah, oh, shocked, like step back into a group of three. Even though this happens Even every week. Even though it week. happens yeah. every freaking week. And then I uh, raise my hand to the sky. Uh, did we decide on what the name of these things was? Uh, I will pull up my notes. We have like a special name. The Megabat, the Nile Crocodile, and the Dire Wolf. Are the individual Zords. I'm going to call them Bleh. <laughs> we need Megabot power. <laughs> okay, do, so first question, do we attack them individually or we just form Megazord? We should form the Megazord. Okay. So we established that the bat was the head and shoulders, yeah. the crocodile was the legs and torso, the wolf was the arms. Which one's first? Okay, so first the crocodile has to come out of the ocean, because obviously that's where crocodiles come from. Oh, I was going to say, we're by a lake, aren't we? Okay. Here's the thing, this is stock footage, it always happens okay. every episode, regardless of where we are. When we're on the soccer field, it's still <laughs> the ocean. Okay. Yeah, yours absolutely comes out of the ocean, it just like flails its tail, and then it does its thing where it stands up on its hind legs, and then the crocodile head folds down to the chest, and then... Mine has to go next. I feel like the head always comes last. Steve, there's the the full moon, and you just see it howling from below the screen, and then it jumps up and separates somehow. There's obviously the wolf head on one side, and like I just a hand on the other that's made up of like, the, but it absolutely has the tail as a sword or something. I want to say the wolf head kind of goes over the shoulder. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, so that's the shoulder, but some of its claws are like each of its hands. Yeah, the yeah. tail could be a sound. The wolf, some of the wolf part does become a cape. Yes. And then the bat swoops in and lands on top. And then the head of the bat folds in. So somehow we have a crocodile head on the bottom and a bat head on top, but it's fine. <laughs> and the head just pulls, comes up from the back. And it seems completely unrelated to the rest of the uh, bat mech. <laughs> and then the, the mech, of course, poses over like a green screen <laughs> image. So I have no idea how we fight as a mech, though. Yeah, you know what? I don't either. I'm going to go check the book. Because <laughs> it just seems like we would take turns doing the things that we would do as the mech. I guess. I'm sure that there's a section just on mech combat. There's really not much I can do with my actions. Well, we're we're, all, we're in a cockpit. Okay, actually, we, do we, while he looks that up, do we want to describe the cockpit? Oh, yeah. So the cockpit has, I guess, is it also oh. kind of like old and castle-y? It is a movie theater. Yes! It is a movie theater. Yes! So like we're we're in the front row sitting in the, like these three specific obvious seats that are obvious movie seats, but yeah, there's absolutely other stuff in the back, and a not so intrusive like light at the top of the screen that is indicative of a projector room. All right, so I looked it up. Basically, what the rules say is that when you're using individual zords, it's just like with fighting on foot, but it doesn't have anything about a megazord. So oh, no. We'll just homebrew. Okay. <laughs> I feel like then this has to be a there's a really quick exchange 
and then we immediately go to like this is a late season episode so the people doing the mech suit stuff clearly do not care about actually making this interesting and it's just a this is we've checked the box off for this episode and we basically fight it a little bit and then immediately use our finishing moves <laughs> we'll say that it's you collectively as a team have a turn okay. and then the monster has a turn and then we'll do the finishing move okay so I, I feel like we have to at some point have the wolf hand he brings it down, his machete down, and the wolf hand grabs it and then just closes and breaks it in half. Yeah. <laughs> I like the sound of that. I'm trying to think of any other classic movie thing that could happen in this fight. Yeah, do more movie a Frankenstein stuff. Frankenstein type of grab. Or, yeah. Well, what, interesting thing. Frankenstein was a thing that we would regularly do when the Blue Ranger was here, which is a plot point that did not come yeah, up. Yeah, whoops. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Ooh, does the crocodile tail still exist? I uh, will say that you can bring it in as like a lance. Yes. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere, but it's obviously a thing. Yeah. Oh, do we have like fangs as the bat head? The head of the um, mech very clearly has fangs. But yeah, it, the, the, the bat probably also does. So they're kind of like at the chest, like kind of like nipples. Okay. Because you need to give nipples to your robots. The episode. <laughs> you need to give nipples to your robots. It's very clear. It's obvious. <laughs> yeah, so we'll say that you've got, as your weapons, you've got the wolf head, you've got the wolf tail, and you've got the crocodile tail lance. Yep. And those are your weapons right also, now. Also, you mentioned the um, mech has a cape. That is obviously the wings for the bat folded back. So I feel like the fight goes, like, Slasher is going to take us out and slash us. The Orcs. wolf hand is going to, like, come out, grab the cell, and break it in half. It's a bad CG effect. Yes. The Slasher is then going to take the broken blade and kind of aim it at the face, and we're just kind of, like, dodging. And now, all of a sudden, the lance comes out of nowhere, and it's just kind of Gets them to the side. Flash. Slash. Flash. Step to the side. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I watched so much Sentai that I know exactly how that would look. And I, I don't think we've, like, established what the finishing move is. I know, that's what we, I was like... I really like the crocodile head opening up, and just, it's a big laser. Okay. Yes. Like maybe it like looks like a movie theater projector that's like yes! laser. <laughs> oh yes. Okay. So it opens up and then a cannon looking thing points out of it, but it's like a camera lens. And then it just shoots a really, really crappy CG beam of like <laughs> When it comes out, somebody in inside the mech is actually loading up against a wall one of the film reels. <laughs> we actually use that as ammunition. I was gonna, like when we defeat it, it goes back into the um, VHS. Yes, it does. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, it, it the the laser slams into it. It explodes. Oh, actually, yeah. Here, here's what we'll do. Well, he explodes, and then the tape. 
like reels in where the uh, the the beam came out and gets pulled Ooh. into the Zord, and then like spools into a new VHS tape yes. inside the Megazord. Yeah. Yeah. And then we pose because that's how you then do we it. Pose. Okay. So then, immediately after that, the hostess absolutely has to swear revenge against our little dog too. <laughs> and then there has to at least be some kind of stinger at the end that says, but something else for next week. And then we end up at the video store again. Yeah, so she'll say, "Ah, this episode sucked. All right, next week, I'm definitely getting that canister from you. And then she teleports away. this This is an ongoing arc. The movie would absolutely be like, a sweet special episode because we realized because we never finished watching the movie and it's very obvious that we actually see the phantom in the movie and we use that to heal his heart somehow in a later episode or something i don't know i like the sound of that (laughs) all right so you're back at the movie theater so what are you gonna do there no i do feel like we have to be at the movie theater finishing the movie that is exactly how this episode goes yes oh okay and then we we walk out and like Oh, that movie, that was that was really great, Tom. It's great to really, like, get back into the classics. Because I am, by the way, back into my normal civilian voice, so I'm just not doing the vampire voice anymore. How was the movie? It was honestly legitimately terrible, but... In a charming way. <laughs> Do we, like, see why it was never released? I mean, compared to his other works, it wasn't, like, much worse. Well, I feel like Tom absolutely says something like that but benji is 100 percent like that was a great movie it was fantastic because he he <laughs> is positivity unless he's angsty <laughs> he's two modes hyper positivity and angst that's it i gotta be honest like it's been interesting watching these movies but without like the 60 movie theaters it's really <laughs> strange how does that work <laughs> They don't even have smell of the You can't even smell the movies, man. We don't have, like, a bulk in the skull, so I, I don't know how this episode ends. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess we'll just end it there, because we did tease okay, okay. the future of that so arc. We absolutely have to have a hint at the next episode, which, because we didn't use him, can we have Victor showing him, like, making a shadowy monster that will show up next week? Okay, yeah, we'll end on that then. The the camera changes to a different location. You see the Blue Ranger constantly transform. You never see Victor in his civilian, like, until, like, the end when he redeems himself. But he's just like, it's alive. As he turns to the camera with the dark shadow across half of his helmet. Oh, I like it. A really bad CG shadow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just see a shadow of the monster come up from the bed and just see yellow eyes, but you can't tell what monster it is. Okay. <laughs> And that's going to be it for our actual play of Henshin. We hope you'll tune in next episode on February 21st to hear us discuss our final thoughts on the Henshin system. The uniqueness of the Henshin system helped us realize that sometimes reviewing a game simply isn't feasible until after you've spent some time playing it. So going forward, we'll be following all of our actual play content with a final thoughts episode about that system. Our podcast can be found on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and our Mountain of Source Books YouTube channel. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at 
mountain underscore of underscore source underscore books and to follow our Facebook page, MOSB dash Mountain of Source Books, where you can get updates on everything that's happening with us. And on all of those services, if you could follow, like, and subscribe, that would help us a ton as it raises our visibility and makes it easier for people on those various platforms to find us. And if you're feeling particularly generous, consider donating to our Patreon. You can find that at patreon.com slash MOSB underscore 2022. And with all that said, thank you for listening. Be careful on your way back down the mountain. <laughs> <laughs>